Welcome back to the NFL preview. This week, it's week 11 of the NFL. I've got me great mate, Rory Atkins, online. Rat, it was a huge week 10. I reckon that Vikings and Bills game we could talk about for a couple of hours. And next year, when we get a bit more organized, we will be doing game debriefs. But mate, great to have you back. It's a lot to talk about today. We've got some amazing games on the slate. But I want to start with NFL fantasy. The train has knocked you off with one of the worst quarterback displays ever from a uh, New Orleans Saints QB that you were just ripping me about. Mate, how are you feeling after I've just given it to you? I'm devastated, but I'm not too bad, mate. I've I've gone down by 30 points, so it was no contest in the end. You've ended up plugging and playing Andy Dalton, who's dished up seven points for you. You you didn't need to do that. I I had a stern word with Nick Chubb. Kenneth Walker and Chase Claypool, who's gone uh, one catch for eight yards on the weekend, the boys. Uh, yeah, they, they got a dressing down, mate. Not happy. Yeah, you had a you had a bit of a stiff week. I probably got you at a good time with Keenan Allen and Zeke Elliott, uh, both banged up and injured. But yeah, mate, I was I was quite lucky that Kirk and Davis and and a few of those wide receivers popped up after, uh, you know, being quiet, especially Davis for a few weeks. And I did say to everyone, Davis would pop up. I thought we were fantastic last week. We probably got a couple wrong, but, gee, some of their predictions were spot on. And I think you did tell everyone, get on the Vikings. They were paying $3.50. If you're throwing Jefferson and Gabe Davis and all, all the players that we said that would go well and score, I reckon you'd... You would have won some money last week. So well done, Rat. Vikings was a great call. They're eight and one. And why wouldn't you back them in? Yeah, you're not wrong, mate. Uh, not a conventional win. <laughs> it's not the way I saw the game playing out. I don't think it's the uh, the way anyone saw the game playing out. But in the end, they did did get the chockies and won. At, yeah, I think they might have touched four bucks at one stage, mate. So big upset. Well, I think there are $2 again on Dabble this week to beat the Cowboys, but we'll save our energy when, when that game pops up. Now, mate, I'll just give everyone an update. NFL Week 11, we want to remind you the teams on by. We've got the Buccaneers on by that are 5-5. Five and five. We've got the Jags who are 3-7. and seven. We've got the Dolphins who are 7-3. and three. Aren't they just flying? The number one offense at the moment with Wilson now at running back with Mostert, it is just dangerous on the ground and in the air. You can't stop these guys. They're exciting. I can't wait for finals with them. Playoffs, I should say. And Seahawks, six and four, who went down to the Bucks in Germany. I did predict that one with your rat. You went Seahawks, I went Bucks. It was a bit of a flip of the coin. They didn't really rock up the Seahawks. The boys didn't travel too well, that's for sure. But uh, they're the teams on by. And I think it's also important that we update a few people here on the players that are out this week. The notables, anyway, we will have no Jamar Chase again. Corey Davis from the Jets, wide receiver, he's out again. So we'll talk about Elijah Moore, someone that I liked, and I've heard a little press conference about him going to the, into the slot, and we'll be seeing some targets if we can get a market. I can't find one at the moment. That's how bad this blog's been, but just we'll talk about that later on. There's a few other outs and ins. Jerry Judy's a notable one. KJ Hamler. Juju Smith-Schuster and McCole Hardman. So the Denver Broncos and the Kansas City Chiefs wide receivers have gone down, but there's obviously going to be a few players that will receive way more targets. Mark Ingram's out again. There's a few others. Marshawn Lattimore still remains out. Um, Cameron Jordan also out. And that's probably the main bunch of players I'm looking at here that are quite important to our fantasy lineup. So, and there's a few players that are in. Rad, have you got any ins for me? I don't want to read out too many, but there's a couple of Chargers boys that are back in town, I believe. 
That's right. Uh, Keenan Allen returns eight weeks after his one-week hammy. Mike Williams is back. Zeke looks to return after a couple of weeks on the sideline. And that's all to report from uh, for the minute, mate. I just forgot one other player that's out. It's Herbert, the running back from your boys, the Bears, which will be a huge upgrade on Montgomery. And obviously Fields is doing some ridiculous numbers on the deck. Uh, so keep an eye out on that one, fantasy owners. If you've got Montgomery here, it's a big plus. Um, but, yeah, terrible news for your man, Herbert. Well, mate, I don't want to hold anyone up any longer. We love going through the games in the slate. Let's just kick it off in style. We had a uh, we had a game the other night, though. Let's just just debrief that one for me, mate. Did you did you win any money? Because I I was stiff on two bets. I needed three yards from Lazard, and I needed Derrick Henry for a hundred yards, and he for some reason just didn't get there. He had enough carries. How did you go, mate? I actually tipped the Titans because I thought they'd get it done in that cold weather on the deck with Derrick Henry, and and they certainly did. How did you see the game playing out, mate? And what were your takeaways? Yeah, mate, uh, similar to you. So I had Derrick Henry for any time tutty, but had the 100 yards also. In hindsight, I should have taken the total with reception and rushing, which the overrun on that would have been about 120, and he popped off for a 40-yard reception at one stage. So you actually would have claimed that. So I missed out on that because I just went rushing, and it played out quite similar to the way the way I saw it was. Plenty of Henry usage. Traylon Burks looked great, the rookie uh, wide receiver who's come back from injury. And Christian Watson gone again. He two six days ago after the so after the game, they said six days ago Christian Watson had zero receiving touchdowns and now leads all rookies with five. So he's he's on fire the last fortnight. Five touchdowns in two games. It's outstanding. It's enough for a year. He's going to be a star. And I'm starting to think that maybe that's why Green Bay haven't been you know active in the trade period. Rat, do you reckon they're going? We've got a star. We just haven't been able to show you because this guy's putting up some ridiculous numbers. And you know, I always laugh about watching the tape, but when I watch TV and I watch him, <laughs> mate, he's seriously quick and he's really big. Like he's tall. He's quite a unique matchup because he's so quick and he's in the air. So I think they might have found one here, and they're just. That's why they haven't been getting these trades done because they know they've got Watson in their locker room and and you know they've got a couple others there um, in Toure and and the the other guy that was injured. What's his name? Romeo Dobbs. I think they're going, we're, we've got enough here. Yeah, I agree, mate. Well, he's picked 34 in last year's draft. That's pretty high for a wide receiver. And it, it's all starting to make sense now with Aaron Rodgers' comments at the start of the year where he's saying, we've got the guys, they're young, but they just need to work out what spot to get to and where to be at the right time. So it seems like Watson has worked that out with A-Rod. What about our man, Aaron Rodgers, the FIFO worker, one week on, one week off. I just can't work him out, mate. 143 yards in week eight against Buffalo, then goes back to 25 yards rushing against Detroit, and then comes out against Dallas last week, 138 and, and a tutty, and then this week, 40. I mean, you just... I just can't pick him. In fact, I picked him this week, but I didn't touch him. But he is the most inconsistent fantasy player. But he's so good as well. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love him. I reckon he's a superstar. But you just can't pick him. You don't know what they're going to do with Aaron Jones and how they're going to play the Packers. They're very inconsistent, aren't they? Yeah, they're all over the shop at the minute, mate. And that's why I had to... I was lucky enough to get Prescott on the waivers. So he's starting at the minute. And we've got uh, Aaron warming the pine at the minute, hoping he comes good. I think he will, especially with Watson. Now, the Titans, they're, they're looking like I, – I don't, you don't want to sleep on them, but they nearly beat the Chiefs without their quarterback the other week, and they did stop 
Patrick Mahomes almost, you know what I mean? That went to overtime. They didn't have it. I think they had one first down in the second half and they, that they, you know, they still went the distance with the Chiefs. Keep an eye out on the Titans. They could be a real sneaky come playoffs with that cold football and the way they play with Burks in the backfield off play action. I'm, I'm really just, I'm really, really excited to see what they can do. They've won a lot of games of football, so you got to, you got to start giving them the attention they deserve because they haven't been spoken about at all. But anyway, let's get into the games. Well done to the Titans. Um, huge victory on the road, seven and three they are. Let's start off with your boys, Chicago Bears taking on Atlanta Falcons. This one's a dome game. This will kick us off. The Bears are three and seven. Atlanta's four and six. We just mentioned that Montgomery we should receive a lot of attention now that Herbert is injured. Um, I read a little stat the other day about Kyle Pitts and how the tight ends normally get 70% of their targets deemed catchable. He's only had 47 or 41% because it just the throws he's getting from Mariota just all over the place. And he's been the biggest disappointment due to the talent. He's only had 27 yards receiving in 28 the last two weeks. He's only had two real big games. Um, he's only had two games over 30 yards, and they're 87 and 80. They come in week three and week eight. He's a bit of the talking point this week. What do you think is going to happen here? I, I shouldn't be skipping over the you man, Justin Fields, but everyone knows what he's doing. He's top 10 quarterback, um, I think, four, five times this year. In the last three weeks, he's put up 30, 50, and 40 fantasy points. They're the main players for me. What are you thinking here, mate? Who's your tip and what am what I missing? Well, I think Atlanta are going to win just because their game style has stacked up more often than not. So they run the ball a shitload. So they last week, they ran four different running backs. They all had about eight to nine carries each, and that's without Mariota running either. So they had five rushes last week. But I think your point on Montgomery is nearly irrelevant now because it, do, it doesn't matter. He's going to get about – so him and uh, Herbert split last week. They got nine to ten carries each. But Fields is running the ball about 15, 15 times a game now, and he's rushed an average of 111 yards the past five weeks. So that's massive. So they're, they're writing up players. And, and a bit of it is scrambling, but they're still designing players for him to fake handoff and get down the field himself. Komet's got five TDs the past three weeks, so – Fields has a uh, brand brand new favorite target there, but I'm still thinking Atlanta. I just think the way they control the ball on the ground, they're able to manipulate it the way they want, and they don't allow the opposition to possess the ball too much from the amount that they run it. So I'm going to go with Atlanta. Very interesting. Very interesting. Just on that, Fields has had a touchdown in in his last four games on the ground, uh, and he's gone for 82 rushing yards, 60, 178, and 147 in the last four. So he is red hot. Um, mate, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with um Chicago, man. I just can't go past them at the moment. The way they're playing, if they can tighten up, look, I wouldn't be having a bet on the head to head in this one. I'm just really interested. To, I'm really interested on Pitts. I, I I just mentioned to you, he had, he's had eight targets, seven targets, nine targets the last three weeks, right? Now, when you get eight targets and you only get two receptions, pretty much two weeks in a row and only go for 28 yards and 27 yards receiving. He's coming up against the the Bears, who I know they're, they're not the they, – they go all right, but they do allow a lot of points and a lot of yards. I just think that that it could be one of the best prop bets of the week, 25 to 25 yards anyway. You're getting like a dollar forty or 50, I reckon. 
I'm just really, I just have this feeling that Pitts is going to go off this week. There's a lot of talk about it. It could be one of those games that's up and down. So I'm just going to be looking at that one as a prop bet there, Rat. Um, and like I said to you, I'm going to go with the Bears. I just think that you can't, this field's bike, he is, he's, as I said to you, he reminds me of Lamar Jackson, um, but he's doing even juicier numbers on the deck. Really interesting game. I'm actually looking forward to watching that one. The next game, Carolina Panthers, who are without, <laughs> oh, let me just tell you they're playing first. Carolina Panthers taking on my boys, the Baltimore Ravens. Baker Mayfield will be starting due to the injury um, ankle with PJ Walker. I think we get Gus Edwards back. It says that he's questionable. We don't know yet. Um, he was limited all week in practice. And we have a few players that might be back, might not be back. Mark Andrews also um, efficiently questionable. You don't know. But the way Baltimore sliced New Orleans with no receivers and, you know, Kendrick, uh, you had um, Kenyon Drake there as running back one. Mate, this is going to be a sl- this is going to be a flogging. You know, I've got this being an absolute demolition. I can't see them doing anything due to the fact that we've got Roquan Smith there on D now, and I don't know how they're going to run the ball. I know Foreman's been hot. Baker Mayfield's pass. Well, tell me what I'm missing here because I can see this one being an absolute flogging. I'm going to sort of like thirty point flogging. I reckon. I don't quite know if it'll be thirty points, mate, but I think you've hit the nail on the head there. If Andrews plays as well, it just Puts it more in favour of Baltimore. Uh, yeah, not much to see there. They surprised last week beating Atlanta. But, yeah, Baltimore for mine in a, in a cakewalk, mate. Just a quick one as well. Um, Lamar Jackson hasn't had a rushing touchdown since week three. He hasn't been a top 10 um, QB for about oh, six weeks. I think he might have been – actually, might have been QB 10 last week. But he hasn't been as dynamic as he normally is. He's just getting the dubs. I'm interested to see what they do again this week. If Gus Edwards plays, it's a real funny one because he's coming back off injury. But if he doesn't play, it's going to be the prop bet of the week. Kenyon Drake to just explode again. I think he'll go off. I think he'll he'll get a touchdown and, and you can get that over under. Um, I'll be taking the overs. But I hate it when there's two running backs and one's coming off injury. It's a very tough one. Um, keep your eyes out for Demarcus Robinson. I really liked him. I thought he was quiet last game he played. He only had the 12 yards. but just keep an eye on him. I thought he's becoming Lamar's man and he's missed him in the end zone the other week. I reckon he might get a tutty. So that's who I'll be looking at, especially with a, a game that's going to be heavily favoured to Baltimore. Well, we're both tipping to Baltimore. So is everyone. I, I can't imagine anyone going for the Panthers. The next game, now we've got a lot to discuss on this one. The Cleveland Browns taking on the Buffalo Bills in Detroit. Not in Buffalo. Right, give me the... Give me the stats on this one. Would, would, would If they had a state in Buffalo, would they be able to see Nick Chubb's head if he was running the ball under the <laughs> snow? Uh, short answer, no, mate. Six foot of snow, Nick Chubb listed at 5'11". So you might have been able to see the top of the helmet, mate, just popping out of the snow. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, it's a funny one. So they've moved the game. So it's going to be played a lot differently now under the dome as opposed to in the elements. So I feel like that works in Buffalo's favour due to Cleveland's game style at the minute without Deshaun Watson being back, being very run heavy through Chubb and Hunt. Works in Buffalo's favour. Stefan Diggs is on fire. Josh Allen looking to bounce back after last week. He's He's been a bit off. He's thrown for two interceptions the last three weeks. Expect him to bounce back, Diggs to go off. 
Same for Cleveland. They're just biding their time till Watson gets back. Chubb's going to get at least 20 carries. If they're down, look for Peoples-Jones or Cooper to get a bit more of the ball. But same same as the game prior. Not much to see here, I don't reckon. Buffalo quite easily. Quite exciting that it's in Detroit because we get that dome. And I think I, someone messaged us on Instagram, on the Oz American Aces Instagram, and they said they took the unders as soon as they saw the snow. And... I think they're they're really I don't know if they got their money back, mate. So they've got the unders for the game, and it's it's now going to be the complete opposite. I think it'll be high scoring, so very stiff from the uh, the early dabbler, uh, as you'd like to say. What's going on with Singletary, mate? I thought he started hot last week, two touchdowns. Um, you know, he was running the ball well. He only ended up having thirteen attempts for forty seven yards rushing, uh, and and he had the two touchdowns. What's going on with Buffalo's run day? A run game, sorry. I think you've got to have one if you want to be, you know, competitive. They're leaning on Josh Allen's arm a lot, and we're starting to see him turn it over. Do you think they're going to fire him up soon? I know he goes hard in playoffs, but you'd think they're going to start using the run game soon, aren't they? Well, they've got to mix it up because it hasn't worked right, and they're finding themselves in very difficult positions. So if they can establish it early, it's just. It all depends on how the opposition game plan for them, right? So whether they want to stop Diggs in the backfield and Davis or they want to give a bit more uh, dink and dive plays to Singletary and potentially let Josh Allen run, it, it would be good to see him get going too because he's a very electric player, Singletary. What about Naheem Hines? He's been there now for – I think he's been there for two weeks. He's only had uh, one catch for nine yards. He's been on the ground – I think he's been on the snap percentage there, 6%, 8%. Hasn't been used at all, essentially. Do we see him get going soon? I don't reckon we'll see too much of him, mate. I reckon he's just a genuine backup for Singletary. Similar players, they like to get out of the backfield and take a couple of receptions per game. I I, I don't think we're going to see too much more of Naheem at the minute, no. Well, I'm going to be tipping Buffalo in this one. I was very impressed with Gabe Davis's game last week. The 10 targets he had, uh, 93 yards, six receptions, and the tutty, which I promised all you aces. I said this week is the week. I think Diggs might get a touchdown this week, mate. I'm just feeling a Diggs touchdown. I'll be getting on him. He's had one. He was going there really strong. He hasn't had one since week eight. But this week, I just like him for a tutty. I reckon Josh Allen will throw one to him early. So there's me little one. I'm going to take the bills into uh, Stefan Diggs and... Yeah, that'll be a nice little multi there for me, right? You beauty. Now, Washington. Washington getting it done <laughs> against Philly last week. Wow. But let's just talk about Washington shortly. They're taking on the Houston Texans. Now, the commanders were very impressive. The reason I thought they were impressive was they absolutely annihilated Philly's pass D fence. Slay got slayed for the first time probably all year by Scary Terry. Our man, who we've been pumping up the last three weeks, hasn't he just been everything we thought he'd be with uh, his man under centre, Heineke. We'll get his name right soon. And also, I want to keep an eye out on the run game. Houston have the worst run D. I think they've got the third worst matchup this week. Brian Robinson starting to come, you know, he did come out and say that he's just still getting back to full health after being shot multiple times in the leg. He had 26 (laughs) carries for 86 yards rushing and a tutty last week. I think this is the week we might see 100 yards from the bloke. Now, that might be a bit 
bit much. They'd need to they need to go up early. But with this Houston defense and the way Scary Terry's playing, I think this is a fantastic matchup for Brian Robinson. I I think it's one of the best bets of the week. Yeah, mate, you're right. I I really like Washington's matchup this week, and you've hit the nail on the head with Robinson. He's going to go off. Uh, Houston, on the other hand, so their offense revolves around Damian Pierce. So he's rushed for 114 rush yards the last two weeks, and Washington's defensive line is what's keeping them in the game at the minute. They're based on the defensive line, so there you go. So they're going to negate Houston's one wood, their strength, their go-to, and then they're going to maintain the ball. Heineke's been able to manipulate the field very well, and you see he's got a great connection with McLaurin and look for Robinson to to pop off as well. He, he's due, and he's ready to go. So Washington for mine and Robinson to have a good game. Like it. I wouldn't mind keeping my eyes out on Nico Collins. He had 10 targets last week for 49 yards against the Giants. I think the way they run the ball, Pierce gets a lot of attention. I just think Collins might be a nice matchup here. He, I think a lot of uh, a lot of planning will go into Cooks, Brandon Cooks, and I think Nico Collins will be a player to watch. So little prop bet there. I think Washington to win and run the ball and Davis Mills will be throwing it because they'll be behind. Uh, and I think your little Collins, just for a little proppy there, mate, just uh, maybe 40 or 50 yards. Just uh, we'll have a look at the markets. But, yeah, interesting one. Houston have only won one game this year. It is at home. Washington after beating Philly, five and five. You'd think they this is a big game for them to, you know, that, that NFC East is so hot. They need to keep winning. So, yeah, I'm going to get on Washington. And I think they'll do it on the deck. Because Houston just don't have any answers. Uh, so interesting one there. Righto. Philly, 8-1, and one, taking on the Colts, who got the chocolates last week against Vegas. And our man, Jonathan Taylor, he won me some cash last week. Oh, now I'm back on him. I'm back on him. <laughs> he just did this huge run. I needed him for 125 yards, and I also took him for 100 and a tutty. I thought he might eat his due. He exploded, Rat. Finally, 147 yards and a tutty. Only four to, only 22 attempts as well. The RB1 of the week. He gets Philly, who just gives up yards on the deck. We've, I think we've found their weakness. It's the They can't stop the run. Rat, I'm going to go early here. I've told you all go year. Again. Don't go again. Go again. Go again. He's going again. And I'm, I'm going to go one better. I reckon the Colts can get it done at odds. I reckon... Uh-oh. I reckon that Philly are going to go two losses in a row. They've lost Goddard. I reckon we've found a loophole here, and there's no better matchup than Jonathan Taylor. I want some juice. Talk me out of it. Tell me why the Colts can't get a huge upset at home. A lot of emotion in last week, mate, with the new coach, Jeff Saturday. I still think Taylor's going to have a massive game, but I just can't see the Eagles losing two on the trot, even though it is away. But they did find a formula last week, the commanders, to upset Philly. And I reckon that's going to be the game plan for more more teams to come. So Washington last week had the ball for 40, 40 minutes of the game and Philly had it for 20 minutes of the game. So so two-thirds of the game, Philly, uh, sorry, Washington had the ball and didn't let Philly's potent offense get going. So I reckon... You can load up on both running backs in this game. Sanders, 
Sanders to get going, rushing yards over, because they'll want to establish the rush game and possess the ball a bit more so then they can get their offense going. And then vice versa on the other side, the Colts, Taylor's on fire. They think they're going to possess the ball a bit more as well. So look look for both running backs to, to have a day. Okay. Now, Devontae Smith, I got everyone on double. They all copied me bet. Yeah, you had 25 buck max bet, money back if one leg fails. Right. I took Smith for a tutty and 50 yards, and I took the Eagles at the line, I think six and a half, and they've been beaten by Washington. But the fourth leg was under 52 and a half. I've moved the line right up and took unders just to get the odds up. Did you see the last play of the game last week? No, I didn't, mate. Tell me what happened. Trick play, Devontae Smith. Oh, oh, yes. Washington defensive touchdown. The game score goes over 52 and a half. And all the dabblers don't get their money back. I was just devastated. All the dabblers, they've got got a big defensive lineman doing the gritty on their bet back. Oh, mate. It was like, I was like, no, at least we get our money back. We're going to lose by one leg because the Eagles are going down to Washington and and then, mate, the, oh, so I just want to put out an apology to the aces there on Dabble. We had 300 people copy the bet. I thought we'll put a special up for the big game. And I picked the hard, I did the hard work. I said, Devontae Smith's been quiet. He's due. He'll pop. He went for 50 odd yards and a tutty. And I've just, oh, I can't believe it. It's so funny, isn't it? Like you just, you, as you think you're going to get your money back, that happens. It's a, it's a beautiful game, NFL. And that's why we love it. But he did get going last week. The guy that was very disappointing was AJ Brown. I don't want to skip over this. He had four targets for one catch and seven yards. He's gone 156 receiving yards against Pittsburgh in week eight. Houston, who had not, not the greatest matchup, to be honest, 59 yards. And then last week, which was meant to be an all right matchup, just the seven. This week, in, the Colts aren't too bad. They're actually not a great matchup for wide receivers. So I, I, do you reckon he's going to – what do you think he's going to get this week? Because I'm actually a bit concerned. He looked a bit proppy as well. I thought he got injured last week, but he stayed on the field. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, we've seen Smith is hot, as you mentioned. They'll look to get him involved, but let's see whether Gilmore can lock him up for old time's sake. It's going to be interesting to see how this one pans out. I'm un- to, to answer your question, I'm unsure on how uh, Brown's going to go. I'm taking the Colts, so I I, I don't. Uh, it's a bit of a you know, it's a it's a gamble, it's a gamble. But on Dabble, I'm going to take him. I just think they can establish the run game. NFL, you know how even the competition is at eight and one. Saturday at head coach Jonathan Taylor firing up. I just think if you're going to beat him on the deck, you got the RB one that we all thought he'd be. He might look fresh. We know he gets going mid year. High hopes for this team at the start of the year, the Colts. I'm going to take him. I just think a bit like you last week with the Vikings, I'm just going to take the odds. It's way too much money to leave on the table. So stay tuned for that one. Righto. I've got some more mail here. New York Jets taking on New England Patriots. This one is at the Patriots. The Jets are six and three. The Pats are five and four. I think this might be one of the lowest total games on the slate. So it's not looking too sexy there for fantasy points. I've got some mail on my man. I think three weeks ago, I said Elijah Moore, best bet of the week. Corey Davis is still out. The coaches come out publicly and said, Elijah Moore will be moved to the slot and we'll see a lot of targets. Right. I can't find a market for him at the moment. That's how juicy the odds would be because this guy's been non-existent. But you know how, how much I rate this player. I'm getting back on him. If I can find a market, I might even call Dabble up myself. 
But in fantasy, I wouldn't be taking him. But keep an eye out on him because he's just, he is a very talented receiver. And I, I've been saying to you off air, I can't work out what's going on here. They didn't trade him. They've kept him. We know there's a bit of drama there. Coming up against New England, I just think there might be a little bit of action going on here. Talk to me about who you think is going to win and what your thoughts on Elijah Moore. Mate, if you could find a market for him, it'd be bloody juicy because he hasn't done anything all year. But I just can't go past Belichick and the Pats. He has tormented the Jets year on year. Zach Wilson hasn't beaten them. The quarterback before Sam Darnold hadn't beaten them. I'm just going to have to go to the Pats. He always schemes up something, even though the Jets' defense is flying. Stevenson has been great. He's had 100 all-purpose yards the past two weeks. I'm going to have to take the Pats in a low-scoring affair, mate. I just reckon it's going to be an absolute arm wrestle and look for Judon on the defensive line for the Pats to just wreak havoc on Zach Wilson. It's a very interesting game. You know Bill Belichick's going to take out their best player. Who do you think he's going to take out? Does he take out Wilson, Garrett Wilson? We'll have to go to Garrett Wilson, uh, yeah, on the as a wide receiver and just negate the impact that uh, Michael Carter can have out of the backfield. Mm, it's a very tricky it's a very tricky backfield with Carter and Robinson. I've got Robinson in one league, you know, and he keeps getting touchdowns and I have him on the bench, but you just don't know what he's going to do. Yeah, look, I can't really give you much here. We know that Myers is one of their best wide receivers, but he might receive a bit of source gardener action uh, on defense. So you, you might have to go that wide receiver too. I just think Elijah Moore, if, if we can get it, I'm going to call up and try to get a market. I'll leave it with me. But I just think in the slot, if Wilson gets the attention, they'll go to the ground. Their ground game's not bad, the Pats. Um, but it's very good, actually. So I just think they're going to be forced to throw it, and it's going to be a pretty ugly game, I reckon. And and just a little random one, but Elijah Moore's like nine or ten bucks for a touchdown, which is that's just ridiculous money. I, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a little one there, Rad. It's only five bucks, but. It's just if it can get if if they're going to have all these targets locked up and their run game defense is pretty good, I I think he's a he's going to be a just it could be the tip of the year. So I've been excited <laughs> about it, just letting you know about this one. But when a coach comes out publicly and says this stuff, it generally happens because it has to. You know, you've come out and said it, and I really respect Coach Seller. So let, let's see how it plays out. I'm going to tip. All right. I'm going to tip the Jets, man. I just, I can't, you know me, the New England's had enough success. I just don't reckon they've got enough there. And I like the way the Jets, I like their culture. I like their defense. They've done enough for me. So I'm going to go the Jets. But again, I wouldn't be putting this one down as a bet head to head. I'm just going to be looking at Elijah Moore. I'm really interested to see how this plays out. Very excited. Right. Oh, the Rams taking on New Orleans. Now these are two putrid teams at the moment. So disappointing. Three and six Rams taking on the three and seven. Saints. I think the Saints are going to wear their uh, their old school jerseys as well. Stay tuned for that one, Rat. This is a dome game. This one's in New Orleans. The Rams will get their quarterback off the final injury. So Stafford will play. Um, he had concussion last week, so we saw their backup, which, mind you, I won some money on that game because I took Arizona because I just could not believe what we're going to see from the Rams. Big, big shattering news with Cooper Cup out. That just... Um, that's that's just, you know, not what we want. That's terrible for everyone. We love him. He's one of the best in the game. Alan Robinson, does it does, does it mean that he fires up, Rat? Right? Does it mean that he's going to be 
you know, it's just getting a lot of attention. You know that the Saints have given up a lot of points. Does he pop this week, or are you going to be looking at Jefferson and Skoronic and these players? I say no, mate. I reckon that that's the thing. They send all their attention to Robinson, and you mentioned him. I reckon Ben Skoronic. You've seen times past. He nearly looks like Cup when he's yeah, on. Yeah, he does. He can play as. Look, he wouldn't tie his fucking shoelaces. On, <laughs> but, but he can do a similar role. Chuck him in a slot. Chuck him outside. Little handoff. He's just he's he's got a bit of toe too. So he's he's very quick. Look for him just. And I'm not saying he pops off. I'm just saying as opposed to having one catch for 15 yards, he might have 50 yards. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. look for him to get involved. Stafford's back, as you said. Kamara's been poor. Look for him to fire up. I reckon the Saints win, but the only thing I can really see jumping out that that you wouldn't expect is potentially Ben Skoronic, let's say, 50 yards and three receptions or so. I, I, I don't mind it. I just think you've forgotten about Van Jefferson. I, I saw something last week. You know, I love the tape again. I want to give you a reminder. Jefferson's old man's a wide receiver coach at Arizona. And after the game, he went over to him and gave him a hug and he started breaking down crying. And his old man was like, just stick with it, mate. Stick with it. Keep grinding. He looks very... Um, I don't know, upset, frustrated. He's probably been injured all year. He has, you know, this bloke's a Super Bowl champ and he's come on this year and he's been injured. He's only had 27 yards last week, three targets, three catches, only 28% game time. I reckon, I reckon he, unless I'm missing something here, but I think it's his time to shine this week. They've got a great matchup. I reckon, you know, I know you mentioned Skoronic. Oh, he's definitely the third. This is the second or first option. I reckon I reckon Van Jefferson's a fantastic playable option here in a game where we might see up and down, two teams that are going pretty average and Stafford back. You know, he might just go, you know what, fuck it, I'll just sling it because there's not much else to do when you're three and six, is there? No, I agree, mate. As, as we said before, Robinson hasn't set the world on fire by any means beforehand, so I'm just not sold on... Now that Cup's gone, it's just gonna it's just gonna turn on its head for him. So look for these these second and third string wide receivers to pipe up a bit to carry the load. I'm just looking at Jefferson's stats last year. He did have six touchdowns on the year. Um, probably didn't have the numbers I was expecting. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Let's go to um Saints so quickly. Kamara's it's he's hurting me like really bad. I'll, I'll win the fantasy league. I'm coming second. I'll win it if this guy fires up to be the person he wants to like that I know he is. But the last two weeks, you know, seven and six points, like thirty yards rushing and twenty six yards rushing. The last two weeks, very minimal on the um, in the receiving game, thirty two yards and nineteen yards. He hasn't got a great matchup this week again. I, I don't know what to do with him, man. I don't think I think trade ends soon. We can't keep we can't trade him after a certain period. You know that. What would fantasy owners be doing with Alvin Kamara? He he's a very frustrating play, right? What do you see him going off in this matchup, or what do you see the Saints doing? Because they're going to need to do something. I just see it being a shit game, mate. The Saints just getting over the line because it's at home. That's the only real thing that draws me there. Um, and they got smashed last week by Pittsburgh. They had. No offense at all. In fact, Alave, 40 yards. Landry was 30. He was all right. He had 37 yards. He's one guy that we should probably talk about. But, mate, they were putrid. 174 yards in the air by Andy Dalton against the Pittsburgh defense that had TJ Watt back off injury week one. Like, yeah, he was amazing. But imagine him in three weeks. Like, I just, 
Aaron Donald's coming at them. You know what I mean? It's not like they're going to get it easy. AD is going to be angry. Oh, I don't know, man. Saints have been pretty poor. I'm going to tip the Rams. Yeah, mate, that, that's the, that's completely fair too. There's nothing that jumps out here. It's kind of, what are these two teams playing for now? They've both had shit years. They're both going, no, they're probably just working out to see who's going to be on the roster next year. So that, that that's completely fair. I'm taking the Saints, but there's not too much to see here, I don't reckon. Well, that's what's funny though, Rat, um, when you mentioned what are they playing for. It's interesting because... When you go to their division, they're actually playing to potentially still be in the in the hunt. Seahawks are six and four, 49ers are five and four, Arizona's four and six, Rams are three and six. There's a lot of football to be played. I still think Rams are in the hunt. But when you go to the Saints, and they're kind of in the hunt as well. Like Bucks are five and five, and they're leading that division, right? So I still think they're in the hunt. And that might sound silly, but they are. Because if you get this win and then you play that team that you need to jump later in the year, which they always do play each other, I still think this is a really big game. If you lose this game, you're pretty much, then you're pretty much cooked. So I think it's a huge game. Um, and that's why I think the Rams will win. I'm going to take the Rams. It's in a dome. And the one player that, you know, they are leaning on at the goals in the um, red zone, Daryl Henderson, he'll get a touchdown, I think. If he's there, they'll give it to him. So, you know, he's not going to get much in the in the in the um in the game, but when he's on the goal line, he seems to be the guy. So I wouldn't be surprised if he walks over. But that Williams, keep an eye out on Kyron Williams. He's been featured a little bit more. Um, I just want to see what he's getting a few, you know, in the passing game, third down back. But yeah, look, interesting one. Again, it's gonna be an exciting week 11. We're not too sure, are we? Right, the last game of the early slate, the Detroit Lions taking on the New York Giants. The Giants are 7-2. The Lions are 3-6. They got the chocolates last week on the road. First road win, I believe. The Giants, they've been very impressive. There's a guy that has a great matchup this week. His name's Darius Slayton. He's been super. The last two weeks, nine fantasy points, and 18 fantasy points. Last game, he had a big catch and a tutty. He's actually had two tutties in the last three weeks. He's been quite hot, man. I, I don't mind him. And when you've got Saquon Barkley doing what he does on the ground, it opens up that play action. Saquon's been incredible. I'm so grateful I took him in the second round. He's got a fantastic matchup this week. He went for 152 rushing yards and a tutty last week on the ground. And if we go to, if we go to the Saints... It's a very tough one when you've got DeAndre Swift, who's a risky play, gets a touchdown last week, but only has the 31% snap percentage, six carries and one catch, um, but it's a tutty, as I said. But Amon Ra St. Brown, ain't he just a special player? Last three weeks, 10 targets, nine targets, 11 targets, had 10 catches last week for 119 yards. He's been unbelievable. The Giants have got great defense. Talk to me, Rat. What's going to happen in this one? You're right, mate. Saquon's on fire. St. Brown's on fire. And ever since Hawkinson got traded to the Vikings, they've only got one bloke to throw it to, and that is St. Brown. Jamal Williams has taken over this backfield from DeAndre Swift. But part of me still can't, I cannot believe the Giants are 7-2. and two, But I'm pretty well convinced now, mate. So I reckon they win at home. Uh, Saquon to establish on the ground, and as you mentioned, you, you hit everything on the head. It's been opening up for Slayton, who's on fire. I think Detroit's winning streak of two uh, stops with the Giants here. Had a little roughy for you. Tell me what you think of this. 
The Giants are going to smash them. They're going to go up by three touchdowns, maybe two. Late in the game, they're going to put Barkley on ice. And in comes Matt Breeder for a soft tutty. I've seen it before, right? I'll just just keep an eye on that one for an absolute bold prediction. I reckon Matty Breeder for a real cheeky one late when they're flogging him. What's he paying? I don't know. I just I always have this theory when they're up by that much, you know, when they bring the seconds on at the end. I think this is going to be, this could be a big, big win here from the Giants just because their defense is so good and the way they're playing. I, you know, I think they could just go up and then late in the game. It'd be interesting. But, um, Look, silly prediction, but just see how it plays out. I think Slayton is the best, one of the best bets of the week um, for yards. You could get 40 yards, 50 yards, 60 yards, 70. Look, he, he gets the long one. Like I, I remember when he was at full flight and he gets that off play action. A bit like Burks when we watched um, Thursday night football against the Green Bay Packers. Because they think Derek Henry is going to get the ball so much, which he does, once they crowd that box and they launch it one-on-one, this guy's got a lot of toe. So I reckon he might get one out the back. Um, and, you know, <laughs> Kenny Golladay. I mean, is that the worst trade in history? Or like, how does a player of such talent like Kenny Golladay go from being what he was to... He can't even catch now, man. Like he dropped a slant last week. I watched him. He ran across. It was a it was a really big play and just dropped it. And you're going, is that what it's ta- is that a man out of confidence or does he not want to like what's going on there, man? Yeah, I don't know. It happens, mate. They're paying him eighteen million dollars or around around that mark, I think. So it's never good for anyone when something like that happens, mate. And you feel for him and feel for them. And I just had a look. You will get $10 if one M breeder makes his way into the end zone, my friend. Oh, wow. It's worth a 10 bucker. I mean, stay tuned. I'll do something silly. I think the Giants will win easily. We know that we know the Lions give up a lot of points. Um, yeah, going to be interesting. Looking forward to watching this one. Uh, again, I love watching all these games, but this this should be... We love we love Detroit, don't we? Because they give up points. Like last week, you took the overs. What happens? 61 points, you know? Overs all day. Ooh. Let's see if the Giants can put up a lot of points. Right, let's kick off the late window. We've only got five games remaining. Two of the most disappointing teams. I think I said that last oh. week when we had the Colts and the and the Raiders, but this oh. might be the this might be the winners. We've got the Raiders taking on the Broncos. Two and seven Raiders at Denver. There's a bit of sunshine, which we love. Three and six Denver Broncos. Oh, they've lost Jerry Judy, my man. Um, Devontae Adams gets the matchup that I told you about. Who we know is a big, you know, Patrick Satan the second rat. There's some big news out of Rick's headquarters. Do you want to give everyone an update on the uh, Orbit Mints? A one piece Satan has been seen on the catwalk wearing the Orbit. What style orbit, my friend? Yep, the orbit mint. Orbit mint, looking mint, mind you. Big piece of time. Very big. Uh, it's. Uh, I was speaking to his manager. I've been speaking to him for a while, and um, yeah, he's got him some sunnies. Hopefully, he wears them pre-game um, tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, he's got the orbits on, and he wore them to Bradley Chubb's charity. I think it was his charity night or event or something like that. Um, I believe, and he sent me a photo. I said, "Mate, that is incredible." and I got the blurry one. I said, "Is any professional photographer photos?" And he said, "Yes, mate. I'll send them through." So he sent them through last night. I'll just throw it up on the American Ace Instagram. But yeah, mate, he's looking unbelievable, and and he's playing unbelievable. He's the best corner in the game. He has shut down everybody. The only player he didn't shut down was probably this guy early in the year. He allowed fifty-five yards on him one on one, 
But besides from that, I listened to a stat on another podcast. It takes you 25 snaps to get one fantasy point when you're one-on-one with Patrick Satan in coverage. This, this screams to me, unders. Devontae Adams unders due to the fact they've got no one else. And it means that they will lean on the run. I think Jacobs over Devontae Adams under is the kind of combo they're going to go with. And, you know, if Jerry Judy's out for Denver, that means that Sutton has to receive a lot of targets. And he's been getting a heap anyway. Um, the only other guy that I like there is Dolcich. I should be able to say his name. Dolcich. Dolcich. He's been really impressive to the eye. Last week was low on numbers, but he tends to get out in the flat and he's got a good matchup. Right, who are you going to tip here? I saw Carl was breaking down crying last week. He's pretty emotional. He's not happy with the way they're going. Do, do, they, do they dig in and get the chocolates or does Denver get it done at home in a real grudge match and low scoring game? Yeah, I don't know, mate. You, you're spot on with Satan and what he's going to do, like all men, good men do, he's going to go back and watch the tape as anyone would. So um, <laughs> I just, mate, they're both playing shit house. Broncos lost to the Titans last week. Raiders lost to the Colts who imploded midweek. Um, I'm going to have to take the Broncos at home. Sertain to shut down Adams, who had 14 targets for nine receptions last week and 126 yards. Mate, I reckon you've hit it spot on. I reckon Broncos are going to win. Adams under. Jacob's over. He's had 20 and 29 touches the past two weeks. But the Broncos at home. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I can't even work out what they're doing on the ground, the Broncos. you got, you know, Melvin Gordon, 24. He's been putrid. It's, it's Murray. Like, who's their who's their lead back? You know what I mean? You got Latavius Murray and Gordon going for 24 yards. You got Chase Edmonds that's there now, um, who went for nine yards. Yeah, I just think Sutton will be the guy. He, he, target, he had 11 targets last week against the Titans. Yeah. Interested to see. I, I don't know who to tip here. I, I, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Denver, just due to the fact that I think they're gonna stop Devontae Adams and we know that um, Waller's injured. The only player that I think that might have a good matchup is that Foster Moreau. He got in last week for a tutty and had 43 yards. We know Waller's out. They might need to lean on Foster for a couple of catches in the flat because because of the coverage we spoke about with our man wearing the Rixies, Big Patrick. What a what a just that stuff makes me happy, right? Seeing NFL superstars wearing the Rix eyewear is what it's all about, isn't it? Yes, sorry, mate. Yes, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I was just checking wheel up. there, right? Jesus Christ. No, no, sorry. I was just check, checking up checking up some stats for the next game, mate. Sorry. But yes, it is all about you're doing well, mate. They look great on him, looking mint in the orbit mints. And a discount code as always. In fact, our Black Friday sales start tomorrow, right? So when you use the Ooh. discount code ACES, you'll get an additional little percentage off what is already website. I think we're up to 70% off. So massive Black Friday sale there at Rick's Eyewear. No better time to shop than the next week. Not only for Rick's, but all your shopping. Get all your Christmas shopping out the way. Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales. They're going to be going crazy for the end of November. Righto, on to the next game. This might be the best game of the week. Dallas Cowboys, who are 6-3, and three, taking on Minnesota Vikings. This one's at Minnesota. We just saw the Vikings get the chocolates. They are 8-1, and one, and they're not favorites. Rat, who are you tipping in this one? I am going to tip Dallas. I really like the Cowboys' defense. I reckon they're going to be able to get at Kirk Cousins. He doesn't have the best stats when he's under pressure. 
Uh, even though Justin Jefferson is going off, he's averaging uh, in the last six games 135 uh, receiving yards, and he, I'd say, single-handedly kept them slash won in the game last week against the Bills. He took some catches and multiple catches that you don't see any wide receivers taking these days. But Zeke's back. Uh, yeah, dual threat in the backfield. CD Lamb's coming along quite nicely. I just really like Dallas at the minute. I reckon they're going to upset Minnesota. Well, it's not an upset to the bookies, but beat Minnesota away from home. Yeah, you're right. Dabble's got Dallas's favourites jar. CD Lamb, 150 yards. First game over 100 yards, Rat. And he went for 150, 15 targets. He gets another juicy matchup this week. I tell you who doesn't get a good matchup. Dalvin Cook on paper. They're saying it's a terrible matchup. Last week, I thought he would pop. He did. But let me remind you, he had one big play. It was an 80-yard rushing touchdown, I think it was. Something silly. He could be an undergo there for Dalvin. I don't know if they're going to get the run game going. But you'd think Justin Jefferson, he has had... 100 yards in every week but one. And the one he didn't was 98, right? The two weeks were the start of the year. So since week four, he's gone for just ridiculous numbers. He's still like $2 for 100 yards. I mean, is it the Cooper Cup play? You just take it because I think they're going to have to throw it, especially if the game script's going towards Dallas. We do know Zeke's back. I'm going to tip, you know what, man? I'm going to tip Dallas. As well, it's a. Oh, I can't believe I'm doing this. I really like the Vikings, but Dallas off a loss, Vikings off a huge win. Knowing you know what it's like as an athlete, the locker room. I reckon they're going to be a bit hungrier, and if they're going to play that style of game, stop the run, force the throw, it might get a bit ugly for Kirk. Knowing that they're going to put a lot of attention into Jefferson, I think CD Lamb and the Dallas Cowboys is the matchup I like, um, and a player that you just got to keep throwing in your in your multis. Dak Prescott is in love with Dalton Schultz. And now that his knee's fine, I thought he was a bit injured. I think he's a great matchup. So look for Dalton Schultz as well, mate. Yeah, Dallas Cowboys. But gee whiz, what a game. Same game multis. We'll be going for one of these. You just got to fire him up. There's so many things you can do. And the player I forgot to mention was TJ Hawkinson. He's looking like every bit of a star he is. He had 10 targets last week for just the 45 yards, right? So just look out for him. He had that was a bad matchup apparently on paper. Ten yard, ten uh, ten targets and seven catches. His line's like forty four and a half. He might be breaking that. Righto. There's some great games to go. Cincinnati Bengals four and five and four. Sorry, taking on Pittsburgh Steelers at home three and six. We know TJ Watt was back. We know there's no Jamar Chase. The Bengals last time they played, there's a guy called Joe Mixon who went bananas. They're coming off a bye. Rat. Just to remind you, I think the Bengals got beat early in the year. This is a bit of a, you know, get back of them game. What do you think? On that point, that is why I reckon the Bengals absolutely smoke them. Yeah. Absolutely smoke them. Uh, no chase, obviously, but Higgins and Boyd, they're both going well. Hayden Hurst chips in as well. Look for Mixon to go. Uh, what, uh, what being back does influence Mixon's uh, pull on the game a bit, but Burrow's any, anywhere near the type of dog that we reckon he is. And Cincinnati are any type of the team where you think they are and they want to be, they should just get this done. No dramas. So Cincinnati for mine quite easily too. Mixon in week one against Pittsburgh was 82 rushing yards and he had 63 receiving yards, right? 
He hadn't had a receiving game like that since last time he played. And he obviously had the five touchdowns. I think we've got to get around Mixon again for this matchup. I think it screams at me that um, Joe Mixon will get it done. What about what about Pittsburgh? I thought Najee Harris looked looked good. It was his first game of over 90 yards rushing last week. Uh, he, he's starting to look healthy. We saw what Nick Chubb did to the Cincinnati Bengals. Are you saying that maybe Najee might get going as well or not? I don't. I don't reckon. There's, there's nothing to, that attracts me to Pittsburgh's offensive uh, side of the ball. Like, they only keep the, uh, themselves involved by defense, but I just don't think that they'll be able to keep up this week with the Bengals. There's nothing that jumps out to me on that side of the ball. Yeah, not not a fan of Kenny Pickett at all. I actually reckon they're more of a chance to win this game if Trubisky was playing, but they've obviously gone down the Pickett path. Yeah, Bengals for mine. Easy. Like it, mate. Like it. I think, yeah. The only player I'd be looking at at the Steelers for props is Pat Frymuth. I don't mind him and his matchup. Big Muth. Big Muth. <laughs> I reckon he goes all right. He might get a few yards because they'll be playing from behind. It's the Oregon, they're the best bet of the week. I'll put my doubles up later on, but I've got the, they're $1.46. That's, That's great, great. Great value to throw them in with Mixon. I thought you were going to say $1.15. Nah, dollar forty six, I believe. Unless and the, the money will be coming in after this podcast, no doubt. It's because they're on the road, rat, and there's no Jamar Chase. It won't be easy though. They are, you know, you did say last week Pittsburgh at home are hard to beat, but five and four Bengals. They need to win this game. Righto, two more games to go, and a special one that it's Sunday night football. We know that's the late game here for us, so we everyone can watch it. It's about twelve fifteen or twelve twenty. PM Australian Eastern Standard Time. Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Los Angeles Chargers. This one's in LA. It's going to be sunny. We have an absolutely stacked Chargers team and we have a little bit of injury cloud with no Juju, which is the wide receiver one, and no Hardman for Mahomes. We have Eckler, who is red hot, but Keenan Allen and Mike Williams back. This is the stacked Chargers team. And if you remember, cast your mind back Earlier in the year, they they got really close and should have won that game. Big pick six late. I think, not, I'm not sure if it was a pick six. It was just a pick on the goal line, really turned the game. Talk to me, Rat. This is the game. Everyone will be having the same game. Multi on, obviously, being the late one on Dabble. And for your fantasy, it's a really important game. A lot of people have Eckler. I've got him in one league. A lot of players are like you have been waiting for Keenan Allen to fire up. He's had that hammy issue. It's a great matchup, high-scoring affair. This could be two quarterbacks going toe-to-toe, 300 passing yards each. Talk to me, brother. Talk to me. Yeah, you're not wrong, mate. Uh, Keenan Allen on just first game back again. So a couple of weeks ago, they tried to start him, and he he couldn't get going. So I'm just I'm no confidence whatsoever with what condition he's going to be in this game. I will stay away from him because these hammies, he's older. You just don't know how it's going to play. I'm going to go for Mike Williams, uh, receiving yards over, massive downfield threat, and I think that affects Eckler's influence on the game. I don't reckon he'll go for as many rushing yards or, or total yards, rushing, receiving yards. So I'm going to I'm going to stay away from him because I don't know how it goes. But Mahomes is just he's a favourite for the MVP now. I can't go past him. He's just he's just the best player in the comp at the minute. He's gone past Allen uh, in the, in the race and. 
even though he's losing a couple weapons, like he's still got his man in Kelsey. He knows where to run. He knows when he's scrambling. He knows where to be. Mahomes making more plays on his feet now as well. As I've said before, until I see otherwise, the Chiefs, they're the Chargers. There's a player called Kadarius Tony. He's a superstar. I think we're not like he's going to be an absolute he's superstar. He had 40... Um, he had 44% of snap percentage last week, coming up from 9%. He had 57 yards receiving, and some of the stuff he was doing, adjusting his gloves, you know, shaking and baking and blind turning and had the touchdown. With Juju out and Hardman out, this guy this guy could go off this week. I think he could be the play of the day. Um, you know, he could just do something just crazy, and I think – if it's going to be the game we think, could be up and down. He, he could get that 100 yards and a tutty rat. It could be the game, the breakout game everyone's been waiting for in 2022. I'm going to be keeping my eyes on him. We know Kelsey got that touchdown last week. Hey, I told the Aces last week, Kelsey touchdown. What happened? Bang. He got linked <laughs> up. I told you he was due. Stewie due, mate. Um, and I just, I just really like how we can narrow our focus here. Pacheco, as Isaiah Pacheco has been impressive. He's kind of becoming the lead back. He had 82 rushing yards last week, 16 attempts. Has a great matchup. The Chargers are terrible against the run, right? So I'm interested to see what they do with uh, Pacheco. He hasn't had a touchdown since week one. I can't work out who's going to get the tutty there on the ground. But I'm going to go with Chargers at home, man, just because of like how important this game is. I reckon they're throwing the kitchen sink at it. Our boy Mikey Williams is back from the ankle. You know, Cannon Allen's back. I reckon they wouldn't, they wouldn't, it's like they've tactically picked this game to bring him back because they know how important it is. So I reckon the boys will fire up. And a bit like what you said, if you're a bit concerned about Allen and Williams, Palmer, the old chicken Palmer, mate, he's, uh, he's the guy. He's the guy that. You'd knows. have eight targets last week, Palmer. So it might get affected with the, well, it should get affected with these two if they're back fully fit. So but we'll get a good matchup. He might be the guy that can get out the back. We know Carter exploded last week, but Palmer's the guy that I like. Eckler had a touchdown nearly every week, except for last week. He's had, you know, he's been one of the most impressive uh, RBs. Look, Great matchup for it. feels like it's a great matchup for everyone. I can't wait for this game. And I'm glad they put it on the last, uh, you know, the last game of the day. Righto, one more to go. Appreciate everyone that's listening. We love your support um, and we appreciate it so much. It's been a great little community we're building here. And me and Rory are um, really enjoying doing these podcasts. And we love all your feedback. It's been fantastic. San Fran taking on Arizona at Arizona. We know Arizona's been terrible at home, Rat. San Fran weren't too impressive last week. I was very disgusted with the amount of times that C-Mac was used. They used uh, the other guy, in fact. Um, Elijah Mitchell. He had yeah, 18, carries. He was, uh, 18 carries for 89 yards. It's a bit confused at what was going on there. Anyway, Arizona are looking like they're not sure if Kyler Murray will start. And if that's the case, I don't mind... I don't mind the backup in Colt McCoy. I think he's actually quite efficient, but I think this is an easy win for San Fran. I think it'd be a great way to finish off and see Mac for another tutty is my predictions. I'll keep it simple. Rat, talk to me. Yeah, you're right, mate. It, it does change if Colt plays. He's a good game manager and quite intelligent. He's been around for ages. He knows how to play. Um, and Cole has, Cole has been very erratic as of late, but there's one little uh, in here, Hollywood. Hollywood. Hollywood Brown is back. So it'll be interesting to see how many snaps he plays and how what condition he reports back in and how they play him. But that is a great return for the Cardinals. 
Um, as you mentioned, mate, yeah, Elijah Mitchell's back. He's splitting with CMC. CMC still getting some receptions out of the backfield. He had six last week and Mitchell had none. I'm really looking forward to see what Debo Samuel can do. He, he's been quiet uh, and I, I reckon he's going to go off. But the hard part to pick with Debo is whether it's receiving or rushing because they do throw him around a fair bit. Um, I look for Debo to go off. I'm going to take him receiving yards over. His line's 52 and a half. And Sam Fran to win, same as you. Love it, mate. I, I was, I thought that last week, and that, as I said, the Chargers did an amazing job. Um, they did a great job last week. The Chargers. I should remind everyone how impressive they were against San Fran. We, they, they had, you know, a lot of their players were banged up and out, and they, they nearly snapped that game. So, yeah, Debo was quiet. He's had a, been, a, he's had a quiet month. Um, obviously being out for a week there against the Rams in week eight and then had the bye. So he's due to pop off and it's a great matchup as well, especially when you've got that run game going uh, off play action. Yeah, mate, I, uh, I'm with you. I don't mind Debo for yards. The player that's been going really well for San Fran's actually been Brandon Ayuk. He's been really impressive and quite consistent, mate. He's had 80 yards four weeks in a row. How's that for a stat? 83, 82, 81 and 84. So he's very consistent. Um, and he's had six plus catches every week in the last four weeks. So it's just one of those ones where it's like, are they just going to Brandon because he's got a great matchup every week? Who knows? Um, but yeah, I think Debo has been out. That's might be reason why. Hollywood Brown returning. Look, the guy that we need to quickly talk about is old Donuts Robbie Anderson. Mate, he has been putrid. He has he hasn't had, listen to this for a stat. In fact, he hasn't had a yard receiving since week five. He was he, <laughs> He was negative four yards in week nine against Seattle Rat. How's the mindset? How's the uh, headspace of our boy Robbie Anderson, who we say he's going to go for 100 or zero every week? No, I heard in the facility they're calling him Audi, mate, like the car, because all they can see is zero, 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 zero. Oh, that's a crack out of Audi. <laughs> the old Audi, Robbie Anderson. That is outstanding, my You couldn't have said yeah. it the week before because he actually went negative, the big fella. He's had a fucking shocker. Oh, he's had a stinker, mate. The Audi. There we go. The Audi. That is fantastic. Well, I don't even know he's going to get snaps, man, because when you've got Hollywood Brown returning, hey, this could be a good game to watch. If Kyler Murray does start, he's got the hammy. Um, you know Connor's the main man there. I'll be tipping San Fran on the road. I just think Christian McCaffrey for a touchdown, mate. They've got too much going on. And, uh, yeah, he's they've, they've paid him and they've got him over there for a reason. He has a great matchup as well. Uh, Henderson snuck one in last week. Can't see why C-Matt can't get one in. And Jimmy G, can you stop sneak? I hate when they do sneaks, man. They do the, the, the QB sneak on the goal line. It is a killer. Is that the worst thing oh. ever when you've got a multi with the RB1? That's got to be the worst thing. Oh, just just give the RB the ball, mate. It hurts, doesn't it? Oh, it hurts so much. Now, we changed our tune. That is the last game there. That is NFL Week 11 preview all done and dusted with Rory Atkins. Um, mate, I appreciate your time. I know that we're going to do this thing where we just tell everyone to go and dabble and see our best bets, but do you have one of your favourite TD scorers this week, one of your favourite head-to-head matchups, and one of your favourite prop bets while we're on the line? As you mentioned, or as we mentioned before, I'm going to have to take Cincinnati Bengals, and then I'll go Saquon rushing yards over. And then what? What was the other one, mate? You said head to head, the ba- the Bengals head to head. You said Saquon over. Did you say? Um, I'm trying to think who the other one was, mate. I mean, my yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, Ravens will win. 
That'll do us. And our little dirty, little dirty boy Skoronic, 50-plus yards. Yeah, okay. So that's where the value comes. Look, I think Elijah Moore might have been something you were thinking about. I can't get a market for him. My best bet of the week is no doubt the Bengals at a dollar forty-eight. I lied; they're not a dollar forty-six; they're a dollar forty-eight. I think that's the best head-to-head bet of the week. Uh, I really, really like them. I think my best touchdown scorer of the week is Jonathan Taylor. I think he'll go back to back and against a Philly run D that's poor. No need to throw it on the goal line. Give him the ball three times. Really like him as a touchdown scorer. And the prop bet that I think is just going to be, it's, you know, I'll get the, I'll get the actual odds up while I'm talking and uh, telling you about this one. I just think Pitts from Falcons against your boys, the Bears. I, I'm looking at the, um, the markets here right now. And for receiving yards, you've got to remember, it's, an, it's a numbers game. He had eight targets like two weeks in a row and only the two catches. So he only needs one more catch, right? And he blows this out the park. He's paying $5.25 for 70 yards, $3.60 for 60, $2.55 for 50, and $1.95 for 40. I think I might get on all of them and just watch him explode. So keep an eye on Kyle Pitts. I just think this is the week you'll see it. He's getting the targets. We just need the catch. And you know he's got the best jukes in the business. Rat, that's us done. I appreciate your time, brother. Uh, all the best in fantasy this week. You need a win. Uh, it's a real business end now. You've got to notch up those wins. And I appreciate you putting up a stinker last week and having a few players injured. But, mate, appreciate your time. Um, week 11 in the bank. We'll put our best on Dabble. So, everyone listening, make sure you head into the bio. Click the link. Follow us. And let's all celebrate together. Uh, obviously, gamble responsibly. And we've got the Black Friday sales from Rick's Eyewear. We have the discount code ACES. So head online now if you want to look like Patrick Satan and buy yourself a pair of the Rick's Orbit Mints if you want to be looking mint and magic. Rat, that's me done. Anything else? All good, mate. Good luck this weekend. You too. Now, you always finish on a little Russell Wilson. You got one more for me? <laughs> ACES Nation. Let's drive. Let's drive. <laughs> See you, mate. See you, mate.